0: Welcome to Follow the Sound. I am your host, Brian Crock. Each and every week, when we get around to it, we like to do something involving the world of music. Be it album reviews, concert reviews, or sometimes this week in music history. But today, we are bringing you a special episode. We are bringing you a great, spectacular episode.
1: Mm.
0: For Halloween in December. Yes! Halloween.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people, that's like their favorite holiday.
0: True. Very, very true. Along with me is, of course, Greg Harvey.
1: Hi. Yeah, that's me.
0: And Jacob Crumb. Howdy. So, guys, it's been a while since we've all been together, which is exactly why we're doing Halloween in December, because we meant to do a Halloween episode right after Halloween, but then crap happened, and we kind of, like bummed around for a bit and i thought we had
2: agreed that we were going to play this off like this was like we'd meant to do this now like this was a genius idea No, no, halloween in december no
0: but well it is a genius idea and it is halloween but we stumbled into it a little and uh and i just wanted to uh to kind of establish that fact but i am i am gung-ho for this idea that the like christmas uh christmas in july kind of kind of halloween in december And if people were really that
1: sad that we didn't do a Halloween episode, they should have gone back and just listened to our Halloween episode that we have.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we had the Halloween episode last year, Mm -hmm. so we decided, we figured, you know, let's, let's go ahead and do it again. But before we get into that, of course, if you want to help us out, go to our social media sites. We got a group on Facebook for Follow the Sound. We have uh, the Twitter at IFollowTheSound and got a couple other things too. Uh, but please, if you go to our website at FollowTheSoundPodcast.com, click on the Amazon banner on the right hand side, it'll take you to, lo and behold, Amazon. What? On Amazon.com, you can do all sorts of shopping as one does on Amazon.com. But anything that you purchase, if you click through the link on our website, will give us a little bit of money from everything that you buy, but it will not cost you anything extra. It's very, very simple. So go to the website, followthesoundpodcast.com and click on the Amazon banner or just go to followthesoundpodcast.com slash Amazon. Y'all got that? Yes, I think they did. I explained it very thoroughly and I basically say the exact same thing every single episode because that's what a radio professional does. Perfect. All right. Jake, you are taking over from henceforth Please Lead us into Halloween in December 2018
2: 2018 Last year First song off the bat What did we play? We played Everyone's Ooh. favorite The Monster Mash Yes Yes I do remember And I that. thought hey Let's follow that up With Bobby Boris Pickett's Follow up The Werewolf Watusi
0: <laughs> Let's
3: kick it now gather round kiddies, I'll tell you something juicy About this dance you call the see. You think it's something new? Well, that's not so It all really started 400 years ago At the graduation party for Transylvania High Back in 1565 we were swaying to the music of Lawrence Wolfe and his bubbly bloodthirsty jive. Twenty-three skidoo. Wow, did a she-wolf named Rhonda tooled in on her Honda, a quite unexpected call. The hair on her chin parted into a grin She said, you bats aren't hip at all This is better than Lawrence Grove. There's a place down the street Past Transylvania West Let's make it down there right now We'll know where at The bloody go go
4: when we
0: hear a werewolf's howl. Why was it called the Watusi, though? Like, am I missing something here? Because werewolf starts with a W.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that's
0: the only reason. Yeah.
1: The werewolf Watusi.
0: That's funny.
2: Yeah. That was a catchy little ditty, I will say. <laughs> the, I, I suppose, I don't think it's his best outing, but. Uh,
0: Definitely not.
1: I no? think it's, it's a solid follow up to the Monster Mash, I would say. I
2: mean, <laughs> that's the sophomore slump, right? <laughs> I get, I suppose so. <laughs> there you go. That was actually the B side on the single. I forget what the A side was, but that one got more airplay. Oh, uh, is so, it one of those?
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> the Werewolf
2: Watusi. I
1: think that one of the things that makes it spooky. Um, both the key but also like just the way he talks you know what is it about like that it was a dark and gloomy night that that vocal inflection yeah of course That's maybe not- he set the precedent for that i don't know
2: i think it's just a really bad take on uh um
1: is it kind of like a
2: dracula yeah uh, accent type thing like no, a- i can't even think of the actor that played dracula he's was- Eastern European. Oh, um, Bella Lugosi. Yeah, Bella Lugosi. I think it's just a really bad uh, extra campy Bella Lugosi, but mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. It'd be
0: fascinating though, to find like an interview of him and see if he actually talked like that in real life. You know,
2: I suppose that's the thing is Ooh. Bobby Boris or
1: Bella yeah. Lugosi. No,
0: uh, Bobby, Bobby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't think so. He was, he was born in like Racine. So <laughs> California. So, Oh, Spooky. (laughs) Wow. Well, let's
0: see. Uh, No, according to this, he was born in Somerville, Massachusetts.
2: Oh, well, even better, eh? Yeah. But
0: he uh, apparently grew up in California after his family moved there. Uh, Yeah, he would start doing impressions and stuff like that in a nightclub, and then he started working in music and blah, blah, blah. But but it still would be rather hilarious if he actually did talk like that, you know?
1: So he's like almost literally like a comedian turned... Musician kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Like his bit grew into the songs. Yeah. Or, Although, or like an Adam Sandler thing where like he's a comedian who had songs, but the songs were popular enough to like carry him. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I don't know. All right. Well, uh, you guys want to hear another spooky There's Halloween him, he song?
0: He said he did uh, impersonations of Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi, uh, the latter which uh, he actually did more so for the Transylvania Twist.
1: And I suppose next
0: year's episode,
1: since everything is Transylvania,
2: that's like all Dracula. And
1: anyway, the werewolf wat to
0: see the Transylvania twist, the monster mash. Like, how many more letters
2: can he do? I told you last year, 38 sequels.
0: See, that, that's just amazing. <laughs> so that just, yeah, that's great. We
2: had the goblin gallivant. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're, we're good until
0: the 2040s. On Bobby <laughs> Perfect. Morris. Perfect twenty forties for uh, for uh, follow the sound. Why not?
1: Every year he just releases.
0: Even if we're not doing the show anymore on a regular basis, let's just come back for Halloween in December every year. He
1: should have done like the Stan Lee, where he like just pre-recorded the thirty-eight versions, and then they were just released every year, every year on Halloween, like for years after he's gone until they just run out.
0: It's like, and he's got that one fan in radio who's just like. Uh, <laughs> It's like, we got the latest from Bobby Pickett or whatever. Bobby this is Boris. brand
2: new, first time ever on the air, recorded in 65. <laughs> you you left, but you can, uh, duh. oh, the American Bandstand guy, uh, Dick Clark. Yeah. Dick Clark, there's several dozen videos of him introducing Bobby Boris Pickett on American Bandstand. That's awesome. Wow, wow.
0: I love it. All right, so what do we got next, Jake? Oh, well actually, um I have uh
1: interjection. So this next song is keeping kind of with the whole um dancing in spooky places. Yes. So this one is by the 3Ds mm. and it's called the Graveyard Cha-cha.
0: All right, here we go. <laughs>
5: Oh,
4: ja, ja, ja. Oh, oh, oh Well, the sun went down and the moon shone bright The werewolves were gonna rock tonight Frankenstein was putting on his blue suede shoes Jack the Ripper was picking the knife he
5: used.
4: Dracula flew in on his capes on neat And the moon
6: kept shining on his big sharp teeth Come along with me. Let's do the graveyard ya cha-cha. Come along with me. Wow, everybody cha-cha. Come along with me. Ow, ow, ow.
0: Cha-cha-cha!
5: Ow, and two
0: and cha- cha-cha! Uh. <laughs> What the ha, heck, cha, man? Cha. Like, that honestly sounds like it was just recorded like in somebody's basement. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> oh. the 3Ds, not
2: a prominent band in the mid-50s. Easy to say, right? I had never heard of them. Had either of you heard of them?
0: Nope. Oh, All right. No.
2: Well, I had to do some digging. I found this song, and then the only information I could find on the band came from a GeoCities page that I have on my phone <laughs> right now. Uh, talking about one of the members of the group named Dwayne Hyatt. Uh, the three of them, let's see, the three Ds themselves, is Dwayne Hyatt, Dick Davis, and Dennis Sorensen, all three of them Mormon missionaries who mm. put together this group.
0: Wow. And would
2: travel around Mormon churches playing Spooky. music. Spooky. And giving their testimony. Wow. Is it hard to spook a Mormon? I don't know.
0: I that's, mean, that's just as far,
2: as, far as like mid fifties, like dance monster songs go. This one's pretty gruesome. Well, they did mention Jack the Ripper picking out his knife. I was yeah, just that was the thing say. that threw me
0: off. Is that like, okay, uh, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, blah, blah, blah. Let's throw in a real actual person, you know, into yeah. this song. Well, you could not?
2: argue that Jack the Ripper is a legend, legend in the same vein as Merlin.
0: and Yeah, but, but he was real. Yeah, he did murder but the prostitutes. Persona of
2: Jack the Ripper is is a fabrication.
1: Well,
0: it's just the name they created for yeah, him. Yeah, it's like the BTK the killer, or version. you know,
1: that's weird. That's exactly what I was gonna say too. Was you know, Dracula, werewolf, Jack the Ripper. Like, couldn't you just drop like another famous like spooky
0: monster or the mummy or something? You uh, know,
1: the graveyard cha cha, Jack the Ripper.
0: It's like, why was he there?
1: Uh, well, I guess they needed somebody real to pay the deposit. I don't know. <laughs> for, for their graveyard that night. <laughs> Maybe somebody to plot it out. I don't know. It's just for the
2: spirit of this. Holiday. I don't know. But if there's a graveyard out there that's renting out their lawn for parties, that's a graveyard I want to be buried in. Yeah, right?
0: I'm sure there's definitely one that does that. All right. Well, sign there's got to be somewhere. So. But uh, yeah,
2: I think this is the most anyone's talked about the three D's in the last. <laughs> years. So it's safe to move on. Uh, the next song here is a really nice piece of psychobilly music. It's by Deadbolt and start this like 30 seconds in.
0: All right.
6: Down in the lab.
3: You say I'm mad (laughs) Well, maybe so But they want to stay And never go (laughs) Down in the lab
0: I know it's funny, but that almost like, w- like during that little guitar part there, that totally reminded me of like a, an old U2 song, like from their early days. Really? Don't ask me why, but that just, yeah, that's, that's kind of what triggered in my head.
1: You, know, It really reminded me a lot of when we did the album review for the Aquabats. <laughs> like, yeah, there like, was that too. Kind of the surf rock, but, but I love that it's a Halloween song that is surf rock.
0: Like I dig that. I like the fact that it was in the vein of Bobby Bors. So, you know, because he was still just like down in the lab.
2: I like. Yeah, that. it's a little theatrical.
0: Yeah, I liked it though. That was good.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did like uh, the
0: screaming at the end yeah, there. That was yeah. pretty funny.
2: Uh, you might not have noticed there, but uh, actually, two bass parts in that song. Oh yeah. Is that uh, why it was so bass heavy? Yes. Oh, I thought it was yes. just like
1: some, some some gnarly bass. No,
2: this band always runs two bass players, almost always playing the exact same bass line in unison. Hmm. They call them the Wall of Thunder. Oh. And the band, of course, is Deadbolt. They're originally from San Diego, but pretty much just exclusively play out of Texas now.
1: Did they both run like raw bass, <laughs> bass audio too? Or like did like one of them use like a pedal or something?
2: You know, I've seen them live uh, a few times, and usually they don't have any effects. It's almost always a Fender playing through a Fender rig, and another uh, bass player playing a Rickenbacker through an Ampeg. Huh. Usually. He almost always mic'd. Interesting. Uh, I don't know how they did that recording.
0: It is it is funny that you brought up the, the Aquabats because it seems that these guys like to also have nicknames, although I, I do actually believe the, uh, the vocalist is named Harley Davidson.
1: That's sick.
0: <laughs> uh, but the other current members are Gary Third Degree Burns and Tank Johnson.
2: Yes, both of them longtime members. Uh, they just lost their very longtime drummer, uh, <clears throat> like last year. Uh, kind of sad. Uh, but I really appreciate Deadbolt. They're the, like, when you think of psychobilly music, yeah. they are the band you think of. Also, Down in the Lab is their website. Their, web, their band's website is downlab.com. So. Nice.
0: That's awesome. I also wanted to just comment on the past members of this band, which include Les Vegas, The Phantom, Bad Time Charlie, Claymore Mines, The Coroner, Coffin Boy, Moose Cutter, R.A. McLean, and the Vudellas,
1: it's—it sounds like the Aquabats literally take inspiration from these guys.
0: That is quite possible. Since I, I mean, literally, I mean, these guys formed in uh, eighty-eight, nineteen eighty-eight, as a trio, and yeah, they—they they definitely uh, are uh, surf rock. Well, that was the same time, Psycho period. Billy. So yeah, these well, guys Aquabats from, uh, were were a little bit after that, right? Yeah, they were I like mean, early nineties.
1: Yeah, like a little bit. Yeah. Um, are these guys Southern Californian as well? San Diego, yeah. San Oh, uh, I there think you go.
2: they they moved to Texas and they pretty much just play the Texas circuit now. I could be mistaken. Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, but they they formed in San Diego in ninety in nineteen eighty eight, and uh, yeah, they've they've been going ever since. Hmm.
2: When I, when I think about, they
0: describe themselves as the scariest band in the world.
2: Yeah. Ooh. When I think about bands that everyone has to see that no one's heard of, the three bands that come to mind is. Deadbolt, the Aquabats that you've already named because yeah. their their live shows are great, uh, and of course, Guar. Oh yeah, like you you <laughs> have to go see Guar live. You, like you can't. It's requ- it should be required. I mean i've I've heard of Guar. Well, <laughs> fair enough.
0: I do like this. Uh, the band often features two bass players who are called the Wall of Thunder.
5: That's
1: sick. I, I love it. I love when bands don't have like a guitar player at all, but they just have a distorted bass so that it kind of covers both of it. You know, you get kind of the guitar tone from the yeah. distortion, but yet you also have the low end from the bass. I love that.
0: I knew, uh, th- I've knew i seen bands where that had two members, like a guitar player and a drummer, and the guitar player just used like a uh, an octave mm-hmm. thing and had like both tones, so it was the guitar tone and a bass tone. But I've seen the opposite of that, where it was a drummer and a bass player, and the bass player used... Uh, use the octave thing for a higher part so it sounded like him and a guitar Mm -hmm.
1: i love see i prefer that when they're playing the bass to cover up the lack of guitar because that's cool
0: i do like duos though for some reason like the like power duo bands are really nice but it's kind of funny because you think about this one though it's like yeah they've got three people but two of them are playing bass so (laughs) it's like okay it's like that works why not let's do it sweet all right what do we got next
2: you introduce it.
0: Go ahead. Oh, okay. But, um, ooh, wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, wait, wait. What? Is this going back to our old dear friend, Mr. Tom Waits? Mm hmm. Yes. I saw this one on the list and was just like, oh, yes. Uh, this one, number four on our list right now, is what's he building in there? <laughs>
5: What is he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? He has subscriptions to those magazines. He never waves when he goes by. He's hiding something from the rest of us. He's all to himself. I think I know why took down the tire swing from the pepper tree he has no children of his own, you see he has no dog he has no friends and his lawn is dying what about all those packages he sends what's he building in there? that hook light on the stairs What's he building in there? I'll tell you one thing. He's not building a playhouse for the children.
0: What's he building in there? Okay, that's a trippy one. Is that a song?
2: That is the track from Mule Variations that we did not play during the review. Ah! That explains why I didn't know what it was. What's he building in there? Uh, But it's... uh, The words you would hear nosy neighbors say, uh, spoken over a picket fence, set Mm -hmm. to the tune of Creepy.
1: It makes me think of the movie The Burbs.
2: What's he building in there? Great film.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I, I watched The Burbs on Halloween this year um, with somebody who had never seen
2: it before. And I was like, what? What? Uh, okay, so the one of the old German guys, the shorter, wider one. From the movie? Yeah, from the movie. Okay. Uh, his stage name is Brother Brother Theodore. Darkest comedian you will ever find.
1: He was the really grumpy one, right? Yes. My brother. Yes. The doctor.
2: Yes. So, <laughs> survived the Holocaust. So if you could think of someone who would go on stage after that and then be edgy, Brother Theodore.
0: Jeez. Wow.
2: <laughs> he, you look up the Food Sermon sometime, the Food Sermon the by food Brother sermon. Theodore. You will not be disappointed. Jacob uh-huh.
1: always has the best like gems. Just go just go look this up.
0: <laughs> okay. I like that though. All right, so what do we got next? Hmm. Well, I mean, we've talked about Tom Waits like a massive amount on one yes. of the other shows. Please check that one out. Mule Variations was the album that we reviewed and, and frankly, it is still our most downloaded episode because the Tom Waits fan club is like very active. Ravenous. Uh, and I also would, uh, you know, since, since we're talking about Tom Waits anyway, please go out and watch the Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix now because Mr. Tom Waits is in that movie. I was just going to say finally dragged him out to do a movie because the Coen brothers were just like, we want Tom Waits and they got him.
1: I have you seen it yet, Jacob? No, I have not.
0: I have not, but it is firmly on my list and I'm going to watch it.
1: Yeah, I watched it. It was cool. Um, and, yeah, it's funny, too, because the scene where he comes in, um, the person I was watching it was like, boy, that guy looks a lot like Tom Waits. and kind of <laughs> sounds like Tom Waits. And then at the end of the movie with the credits, it was like, Tom Waits. Oh, that ooh, All right, creepy movie. All right. So what do we got
2: next? This almost needs no introduction. You should probably recognize it if you listen to classical music at all. This is from J.S. Bach.
0: Always one of my favorites. Bach is the man.
1: So, how did that song get associated with like
2: dark, spooky, creepy? I mean, obviously, it just sounds that way.
0: The movie.
2: Well, okay, so the name of that piece is Toccata and Fugue in D minor,
0: which is the saddest chord.
2: <laughs> Thank you, uh, uh, David St. Hovens. On a side
0: note, <laughs> yes. Spinal Tap is going on tour this next year. Uh and wow. i i'm going to see that show i don't care where it is i'm going nice please uh, so, continue
2: all right so toccata is a uh, is an italian piece of music that is uh that fast piano fuerte sort of run and a fugue is uh is a deep ominous piece of music right so bach just took two like counter it would be like having like like uh pop country or not not pop country what am i trying to say it'd be like like a like a pop bluegrass you know combination of two styles that seem like they're they don't fit uh he but he wrote a takata there that sounds very ominous and offsetting and never really resolves which is things toccatas usually do uh, and then, of course, he opens it up with a fugue anyway. So it, he sets the tone with where he's going to end. It's it's just just it's a great piece.
1: So you're saying essentially it lends itself like it's it's just written to be creepy. Yeah, and so therefore it is creepy. I
2: like uh, that. I, supposedly, what was it? Um, there's a very famous German play that supposedly was written to that it's called uh, Faust yeah so supposedly J.S. Bach's music was the inspiration for Faust and Faust is kind of the inspiration the the tonal inspiration for the first like vampire story that was done so like all of our like the 20th century's sensibilities for what is gothic can kind of be traced back to this one piece of music wow Huh. Wow.
1: Well, that's a classic and I never knew the history behind it. So Yeah,
0: it's uh it's actually really cool, uh, just if you look at um at how how it was all formed. But one of the primary reasons as to why people know it is because it was used in uh Fantasia, the Disney film. And so a lot of people associated it from that. But also it's because the it was it was played in a couple of different movies where it's like like vampire movies, because like, mm-hmm. apparently the vampires like to play it on their giant organs that they had in their castle. Yeah, but, um,
1: it's like when you have the skeleton playing the organ, and that's the song he plays. You yes. Know? Yeah.
0: Um, the other thing is, uh, oh, what else was I going to say? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the other reason why uh, in St. Louis you might recognize it a bit more is because they played it every blues game. <laughs> Well, the yeah. organ player who is a an amazing organ player like like he uh, he always plays toccata and fugue uh, in d minor at every game.
1: Is that um, when we're winning or when someone goes to the like the other team goes to the I, It's like an box? interlude.
0: It's it's just one of those things that he does. It's like an interlude like after halftime or something or whatever.
1: <laughs> I love that you can like go to a sporting event and the organ player is like, "All right, here's some Beethoven, here's some Bach," you know, like <laughs> just all these like Classical composers, and he's like classically trained. And then he goes like, dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> See,
0: I I love organ music though. Organs to me, like especially when you get one of the giant pipe organs uh, in a church, it's just some of the greatest music out there because it's so powerful and it just fills that room. That's why when uh, when organs I got married, creepy man. When I got married though, like our the church that we got married at had a giant organ. Uh, there and the the guy who played was just like are there any particular songs that you want and I was like if you play Bell, I'm going to kill you because <laughs> they were sad and he was like got it and I said but what I do want I said I don't know if you can do this or not I said but please if you can I want like the uh, the the particular movement from Rhapsody on a Theme of Paganini and he was like oh, I know which one you're talking about. And he flips to a page and there's like da 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 da, da, da on giant freaking organ. And I was just like, you have made me so happy now. Ah. Like, because it was just this powerful movement, like, from this this piece, like, all played on this giant organ. Oh. But this is one of the reasons why I love Bach, though, is because Bach was just, it's like you said, he was like, I'm going to take this one thing and I'm going to take this other thing. I'm going to mash them together and it's going to be awesome. Because that's what Bach could do. Man.
1: And organs are such a spooky instrument. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, like, especially the huge, like, when you get on to the way low octaves, and so you have these huge organ pipes. And then not only that, but they're pumping the air through them, and it's like like this machine Mm -hmm. that lets out this, like, creepy tone. I don't know. Organs have always kind of had that spooky connotation.
2: I think part of it is that they're the only solo instrument that can cover the entire range of an orchestra. Mm. You know, uh, from, from the, the lowest low end that an orchestra hits and farther mm-hmm. to the highest high end that an orchestra hits and a little higher. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's pretty trippy. All right, so what do we got next? A classic of a different kind.
1: Oh, Dusty Springfield. Uh, cleverly named this song Spooky. Spooky. <laughs>
0: Oh, yes, Dusty. That is groovy. God, I love her voice. She's just so nice. Oh, man. Dusty
1: Springfield. You
0: can't go wrong with that song. Mm-hmm. That's, that, is, that is a Halloween classic.
2: So originally, this was a saxophone solo by a man named Shapiro. Gotcha. And then it's gone through a couple versions. Dusty Springfield just happened to be my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I love the bass line in that song cuz it's got all these nice like jazzy chords and stuff but it it plays out like in a pop song. Yeah, it's just a good one. I like that.
1: Yeah, that's it's an upbeat tune. Like you you either have like really upbeat spooky songs or you have like really like slow meticulous ones? But like we haven't really found any in-betweeners. Like down in the lab, I would consider that to be like I guess leaning towards the spooky side, but it is upbeat. I don't know, but can I can I can I introduce a gripe real quick about about a non Halloween song that was forced upon people as a Halloween song this year? I'm watching television. Oh lord! The commercials for Party City come on with little children in their Halloween costumes while the song in the background is playing. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night the freaks come out at night and i was like no because i mean i'm sure most people have at least heard the song before but if you haven't the freaks coming out at night they're not talking about spooky children in costumes (laughs) quite the opposite actually so that that commercial just rubbed me the wrong way i was like who whose idea was it to take a song about people getting freaky and making it about children trick-or-treating
2: I think it was okay, here's a list of songs you can afford to yeah. put in this
1: commercial. I know, I know. I mean True. That's that's the truth. And you know, I think a lot of times people like when they're looking for music too, they it's almost like they do a Google search, you know, with with just the title of the song that they're hoping to get, and then they get the song and they find the hook and they're like there, done. You know, Oh, the freaks come out at night, oh that's perfect for this commercial and no no more thought goes into it past that, but Anyways, so uh, that was a different kind of spooky for me this Halloween. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Next. Back to
0: the hits. So this one, Jake, I, I know what the song is, I, but I don't know who this person is. So I guess we're just going to have to play it and find out after the fact. This is Swamp Witch by Jim Stafford.
6: Blackwater Hattie lived back in the swamp Where strange green reptiles crawl Snakes hang thick from the cypress trees Like sausage on a smokehouse wall Where the swamp is alive with a thousand eyes And all I'm watching you Stay off the track of Hattie Shack In the back of the Black Bayou Way up the road from Hattie's Shack lies a sleepy little Okeechobee town. Talk a swamp with your Hattie, lock you in when the sun go down. Rumors of what she done, rumors of what she do. Kept folks off a track of Hattie's Shack in the back of the Black Bayou.
0: I like that one. That's a good one. You know me. I like that kind of southern uh, slide guitar sound. That's so.
1: weird. That really reminds me of that uh, "Blue on Black" song. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Blue on black.
2: No, no, uh, no, so Jim Stafford is known as known more for being like a kind of a novelty song guy. Yeah, Uh, he he only.
0: I think a lot of these are novelty songs. Well, fair (laughs) enough,
2: fair enough. But I think his biggest hit was like a truck stop classic called "My Girl Bill." Interesting. And he has a dangerous. He has his own bar in Branson that he headlines. Oh. So if you ever go down to uh, Branson, stop by Stafford's and ask him to play Swamp Witch.
0: Stafford's. Now that is a name I actually have heard because I've heard of that place. But yeah, I didn't know that was had any association with Jim Stafford.
2: Swamp Witch.
1: Swamp got Witch. It. All
0: right, so what do we got next?
2: Uh, next, hang on. Wait a second.
1: Whoa! This
2: hot off the presses, Brian, I believe. Yeah, we're just going to have to go ahead and send this on over to Tim out in the field because he's got some breaking news. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take it away, Tim.
4: Attention. This is a crisis broadcast. There have been widely reported instances over the course of the night massive numbers of human corpses rising from their graves to attack and eat the living. An emergency government team of scientists has been assembled to assess the ghoul situation and have determined that a ghoul can be killed by a disruptive trauma to the brain. Spokesmen have prepared the following scientific report. Please send this information on to your friends and neighbors, and above all, remain calm. This is a state of national emergency. Mind-blowing massacre. Came to check out the place. They knocked him down and they ate his face. Little Billy Baker said he saw it first. A thousand rotten carcasses climbed out of the earth. Now we're holding a crisis information meeting at the high school. And we say if hey, you should.
0: All right, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, you do. That is Jeffrey Lewis. If you haven't seen Jeffrey Lewis's history of punk music on YouTube, you are missing out on one of the coolest videos that's ever been put up on YouTube.
5: Huh. So, yeah, sounds so it, like it,
2: something. It was watch. a a viral video uh, from several years ago where he gave he he he
0: does he does a, a medley yeah. he does a medley chronology of punk music going back to folk music
2: wait is this
1: dude have long hair no okay that's a different guy
0: no uh but it's like it's literally him with a, a an acoustic guitar and it's just a camera on him and it's it's sort of like a spoken word poetry kind of deal uh where he just starts talking but intersperses it with songs from these <laughs> these groups it is brilliant Hmm. It is, it is honest. If you like punk music, you need to watch that. I will watch it then. Uh, It's good advice to give too for the
2: people. You know, Mm -hmm. if you shoot the head, you'll kill the ghoul. And thank you for humoring me on my completely garbage intro.
0: True. Well,
1: this is just in breaking news.
0: I would like to point out that the very good advice uh, from Jeffrey Lewis, if you shoot the head, you kill the ghoul. Also remember another piece of advice from our friends in the band Ludo Anything can be a weapon if you're holding it right. Hey,
2: I well, sure.
0: <laughs> just just a word of advice. But if a noodle, th-
2: if you thought that his history of punk rock was slightly neurotic, maybe you should check out his comic book. He has a comic book called Fuff. It has uh, currently has eleven one shots, and it's kind of like a. Um, we're gonna say like like Ray Crumb meets um uh punk rock. Yeah, there you go. How's nice. That sound? <laughs> we'll do that. Right on.
0: I dig it. Yeah, that dude's pretty cool. He's got a couple of other other similar songs like his history of punk music one. Uh but like just completely over the top and awesome. And the fact that he remembers all of it is is just mind boggling to me. And I'm I'm happy a human like him exists in this world. So <laughs>
2: Up next, however, we have a real gem. We have a real gem. This song comes to us from a band called Sky Cycle. The name of the song is It's Terror Time Again. And you might have heard this 15 years ago on a made-for-television Scooby-Doo movie.
6: You hear the screeching of an
4: Two hours.
0: I like that, actually. It's like a weird combination of punk and hair metal.
1: Yeah. You know what it makes me think of?
3: I want to be the very
0: best. Like, no one ever
1: was. That's kind of...
0: Man, that's great. (laughs) Uh, So this version... That Pokemon intro does not get enough credit.
1: Pokemon,
3: (laughs) gotta catch them all.
0: Uh, so that version
2: that you're listening to right here, I don't even know if it, that's the actual frontman for the band singing it. Could be. Uh, the front man is Steven Isaacs, who was an MTV VJ, used to host a show with Kennedy for a while. Uh, I didn't remember him until I came across this. What's a VJ? Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he showed me a picture earlier, and he's like, Do you, don't you recognize him? And I was like, I didn't have MTV growing up, and so no, I don't. No. Oh. But this version
2: was recorded for uh, for the Scooby-Doo movie called Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island.
0: What was the name of the singer again?
2: Uh, Steven, excuse me, Steve
0: Isaacs. Gotcha.
2: Long-haired guy from MTV. Uh, I like it because it sounds like a more commercial version of The Misfits, in my opinion. I mean, that was, like, really well-produced, like,
1: tight rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, especially when you get like the ripping, like clear ripping guitar solo, that's just like too perfect. Almost,
2: it, it's got really good tone, though. It's really good tone. It is good. I'd say for a song they wrote for a movie,
1: that's pretty good.
2: I, th- it was recorded before then. It was like a four-year-old song, and he sold it to them. Ah. And then, I think he produced the rest of the soundtrack. That could um, be because I found an article saying that he had like signed on to do this project for the scooby-doo movie that came out in 1998 and as far as i know it has never been released on dvd
1: really yeah so this wasn't
0: like the live action version
2: no this was 1998 scooby-doo on zombie island
0: because
1: wasn't the live action one scooby-doo on spooky island wasn't that it spooky island
0: oh i have no idea
1: i literally just saw i've never seen it i saw that movie for the first time ever like just two weeks ago (laughs) so
0: well there you go
1: still pretty fresh But not fresh enough to remember the music, I suppose. All
0: right, so what do we got
2: next? Ooh, this is a real treat. Just when you thought people had stopped making Halloween music, this is a song released this year, last October, from a, I'm going to say, Norwegian band. I could be wrong. The band's called Ghost, and this song is called The Dance Macabre, which uses... some pieces from what we listened to last year, the classical song, Dance Macabre. Yeah, this is dumb. All, right, <laughs> all
0: right, here we go. You know, it's I'm weird. S- I'm still thinking, I want to be the
1: very best. I kind of thought that too, but <laughs> but more so than that, um, I'm so surprised because I know who Ghost is, but uh, it's weird. It sounds so like 80s hair metal, you know? Like that that song specifically sounds very 80s.
0: The only thing else I kept thinking of is when he got to the chorus and I was like, with you, I want to be with you.
1: Well, that's the joke there. I know, It's Spooky. just it
0: cracked me up.
2: Want to be with you,
0: with you? In I the was moonlight.
2: wrong. They're from Sweden. They're from Sweden. Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my bad. Sweden. There's only three countries in you know the nev- the Scandinavia, and I, I yeah. I well,
0: think. and they really don't like it when you call them like was Would you Oh like, no! <laughs> it always cracked me up uh, you know, on one of those TV shows that they're like, oh, they call him the Swede, and he goes, why? I'm from Norway. <laughs>
1: Somebody was just telling me how much they hate that, that, like, they said they they traveled to Norway, and they traveled to Sweden, and they were like, in Norway, everybody is so laid back and chill, and they're just like, oh, it's great for you to be here and hang out with us, and then you go to Sweden, and everybody's like, at least we're not those stupid Nords, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it goes from, like- And like, the
0: Finns are like, we're
1: here, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, with your cell phones and whatnot, <laughs> but- uh, yeah, it went, from, it went from chill to no chill in, like, zero to 60. Yeah.
2: Anyways. I like it. But, have uh, you, Ghost have you cool seen though. Ghost, like, live on stage? I have not. No? No concert footage or anything?
1: Um, minimal. Very minimal. I've seen, like, promos probably. But, yeah. Um, and I, I might have seen, like, a music video for, what was that, like, From the Pinnacle
2: to the Pit you know uh, well the band has an anti pope in the band mm. <laughs> so, yes. yes they have a they have a character called papa ermitus uh that is kind of a an anti pope he's nice. there you go He, the lead he, he dresses singer like with, a pope he with wears the, a, the, yeah, the black pope hat yeah mm. you know pope hat still to me sounds better than the actual name for the hat like isn't it called call a
0: a miser or something like mitre. that yeah, miter that's miser, right yeah either one. no miser is a no a miser is a stingy person uh, miter is the correct word yeah huh
1: a miter well the, he, he you want to know
0: how you want to know why I, I do knew well like I could reference that is because you can get that hat in the game Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> And that's what popped into my head, because yep. I know what it looks like on there, because it's, it's a little Pope hat, and I was always like, hey, it's a little Pope hat, that's funny.
1: If you get that hat, does it help you?
0: Yeah, it gives you, like, holy status and, uh, and something else, which means that if somebody ever uses a holy attack on you, it, does, it heals you, so. Oh. I'm a nerd! All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> JP, do you, ever think, do you ever think of the world in terms of JP.
0: Man, I wish that there was it was like that, you know, you just sort of like work towards one thing and then you learn skills from Yeah. That'd be so nice if you could actually do that and then combine them all into one super powerful character.
2: Cuz uh, I drove past the tornado last weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then uh some people from my uh gaming group like texted me afterwards. They're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I just, you know, I got my Aero Third JP in." So Anyway,
0: <laughs> uh, jeez. All right, Jake. Their stuff? That was fun, yes,
2: that was fun i i oh, I, oh, that's it, what do you mean oh, that's it that's
0: that's all of them well, i mean that that was uh you know, ten songs right there,
1: you mean we're done? I mean, I couldn't possibly think of one more song
5: what
2: well, I mean well, what are you getting at? let's just spit it out Greg. what are you what are you getting at?
1: I want one more song, Jacob, what do you got? Give me something right now,
2: well, okay. I suppose since we didn't play anything from The Misfits last year, and we played 11 songs last year, we could play one more.
0: All right. How about this one? There you go, Greg. Wow, Are you happy now.
1: I like the Misfits, although I will admit that the uh, the obvious song selection was was uh, overlooked,
2: I believe. <laughs> oh, purposely,
1: purposely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? You're, well, here's a Halloween song by the Misfits. It's not Halloween one or two, though. Nope, nope. <laughs> it's
2: Scream from 1999.
1: I know, and that's not even um, that's not even a uh, Danzig song, is it? No, that's the uh, what the other dude, the uh, the other guy.
0: That other guy. The
1: other Misfits lead singer, not Glenn Danzig. Uh, you know, the guy with the uh, the skull face. You know that
0: guy who's got the skull yeah, in the and, face. And, and, and you the know, a, And the hair stuff. The hair, the, oh, the yeah, stuff with the, the, hair. the uh, You know, he's one of the Misfits. Yeah. And he's he's a lot younger than the other guys in the band who
2: right now look really old. Yeah. Is that, um, let's see here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, I don't know Wait, anything about the Misfits.
2: The band in 2000. Well, I can tell you why I picked this one. And I picked this one uh, not only because it was unexpected, but because the music video for it is directed by Wes Craven.
0: There you go. Wow, really? Yeah. Is that they, because it was it for the movie Scream? Though, did they do that that music for the movie Scream?
2: I don't believe so. No, because it, it came out in '99 from that album, Monster Famous, Famous Monsters, Famous Monsters. That's right. Uh, yeah, no. There you go. They just got Wes Craven to direct the damn
0: thing. You, uh, you you're wrong. I'm wait, wrong. You is are, is you're this? wrong. It's not Wes Craven. What? They got George Romero to do it. Oh well, even better, right? I know, right? Wow. Yes, because I just looked it up. I was like, oh, I wonder if it was used from blah blah blah. No, it was directed by George A. Romero.
1: Man, we could do a bunch of Misfits songs for Halloween tunes. True. That's like one of those where we could just pick another misfit song every Halloween to yeah. add, to put on the list. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I was trying to figure out so hard to what song you were. You were like the
0: misfits I'm like what skulls hack the okay. heads
1: off little girls. I got it. Put them on my wall.
0: So uh, they uh, scream. It says here in, in on the, the Wikipedia page scream was written in a parking lot in Seattle while the misfits were on tour. The band had learned that director Wes Craven was interested in using a Misfits song for his film Wishmaster, but instead they decided to sit a, submit a song for the upcoming scream Two. They recorded the demo of it, uh, sent it in. Uh, singer Mikhail Graves uh, was the one who who sang it. The demo was submitted, and, but it was not used for the film by Craven.
1: I was going to say Graves is the lead singer, who was filling in for Danzig. So,
0: Ooh, but that's
1: know, all we got. I, he's got a better voice too. I will say <laughs> it was kind. Of, it's weird. It was like it was an improvement to have him sing in the band but then Danzig was gone so everybody was all like oh, oh, oh. Screw you. you know all the misfits are done but yet they got a better lead singer i know right? out of it yeah well yeah. so is life
0: all right jake good choices all around for this episode of halloween in december we're I, gonna have to remember doing this again so we can do it again next year because i actually rather yeah. enjoyed this
2: you we should also mention that if you want to hear the entirety of the songs the i made youtube yes. list public
0: you can so. search for follow the sound uh halloween 2018 on youtube and this entire playlist will come up that's great i love i forgot about that so yes please do so check it out uh and listen to all of these songs and uh and hopefully uh you will get a better sense of the songs in their entirety uh, but especially uh go back and listen to the uh, Bach, the Toccata and Fugue in D minor, because that song is like eight minutes long and it's just amazing. It's brilliant. So and creepy and very creepy, yes. Uh, but that's all we got for this episode of Follow the Sound. Uh, once again, find us on all of our social media. Check out that YouTube channel too, because that's always fun with our nice little playlist. Um, and uh, go to the website at followthesoundpodcast dot com. Click on the Amazon banner or go to followthesoundpodcast.com dot com slash. Amazon also want to promote yo radio because yo radio is the thing to go listen to with music on the go yo because it's yo radio not our radio it's yo radio that's not the tagline I just like it yo but uh I have been your host Brian Crock. along with me has been Greg Harvey yeah make sure
1: you request graveyard cha cha at your next wedding reception Woo! and Jacob Crum
2: putting the D in the three D's
0: (laughs) (laughs) remember folks if you hear it follow the sound